Games in this podcast range from E to M. Hello and welcome back to the official Xbox podcast, the only podcast coming to you from inside Xbox. I'm Jeff Rubenstein. I am the guy who beat uh, Liza P and just has to tell everybody that I ever met within two minutes of meeting them that I beat Liza P and I'll get over that eventually. But you're not here for me. You're here for our guests. And I am very happy that we are back from Thanksgiving with some new guests that, well, have never joined us on the show. Annette Gonzalez-Porter, I've known you for a long time, but we got you here on the cheese couch. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Jeff. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Long time listener, first time guest. Uh, So yeah, just hyped to hang out and talk about games. All right. You you work on ID at Xbox, specifically the Developer Accelerator Program. We'll Mm -hmm. talk a little bit more about that in a bit, but... Like we're coming back from a, a week off, a week of, for some of us, turkey or at least just not working. Do, yeah. Do you have anything good? Like, yeah. What? So Thanksgiving was just the perfect time to just relax. I Instead of traveling home, which I used to do a ton, which home for me is Chicago, um, I instead decided to stay put and have a little staycation uh, here in Seattle. So It's a little warmer here. It is, just a little bit. Uh, definitely darker, but warmer uh, for sure. So uh, definitely enjoy the time here with my family, um, You know, played some games, which I know we'll talk about in a little bit. Bit, but ultimately, you know, just make sure that we had some good food. Would you make anything good? Uh, so, <laughs> interestingly enough, so my, my husband is vegetarian largely, and so we went the meatless route uh, mm. for our meal, which was, uh, I guess, a I don't know, tofurkey, but really it was like a plant-based roast. Uh, it is better than it sounds, I gotta say. Uh, put some gravy on that thing. Do they shape it like a turkey? It's shaped like a little, like a little meatloaf almost. Okay, right. But you know, it's the, it's the illusion it's of the eating counts. meat, but you're not. And quite frankly, it's it's probably better for my stomach anyway. So. You're a very supportive spouse. I sure am. Um, so yeah, so we had some of that. And then of course, uh, sides are, are where things really shine. Yes, so had some wonderful stuffing and green beans. And I tend to like to infuse some of my home culture so since I didn't get to visit my family, bringing some of that here. So making arroz con gandules, which is uh, one of my favorite rice dishes to make mm. and eat, uh, which is absolutely delicious. And then, of course, uh, a little holiday treat, which we call coquito. Oh, I've had a coquito. Oh, yes. yes. It this is wonderful. Puts eggnog to shame, It really say. does. It really does. It's just like What a, is coquito? It's essentially a mixture of like every possible milk imaginable, oh. largely coconut milk, which is where you get the really nice texture it and flavor. It sounds like it would kill me. It might. <laughs> not a big dairy uh, guy. And there are ways. <laughs> You're sitting on the cheese couch. Here, exactly. You might be not safe here. So She's okay. Liquid dairy, a little bit more dangerous. Uh, yes, for sure. So definitely be careful. Tread carefully sounds if you do delicious. have some, but it is quite good. Yes. So if put some cinnamon on it. Anyone ever offers you a coquito, just say yes. Yeah. And don't ask any questions. Be damned. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's my advice to yeah. you. Yeah, take six lactates. You'll be okay. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. All right, Josh Stein. I, you know, I was going to shave. I was at least going to trim the beard this morning, and then I was yeah. like, "What's? No one's going to notice because we have the bearded one himself, uh, the meme master of Xbox, Josh Stein. Wow. Thanks for thanks for coming in. I'm going to have you intro me on uh, the next monthly gaming update. Okay. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, same with Annette, longtime listener. I started listening to this show when I was in college. Uh, Steptoe, E, Larry, oh, yeah. obviously, yes. listening to um, all those guys just ramble and talk about what was going on. I think 360 era was kind of the end of the 360 era, beginning of the Xbox One era-ish. Um, so it's an honor to be here. I'm super excited. Um, thank you for rolling out the cheese couch just for me. Yes. I appreciate that. But um, yeah, for those who don't know me, I work on the Xbox social team. 
Uh, Haley Geller just was on the show, which is yeah, super yeah. awesome to see. We're, her we're going through the whole team, so if there's anyone that's yeah, waiting, yeah. Megan and Cater next, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, but I, I get the honor of working with a lot of really great, talented agencies and partners, and people, of course, like the ID team. Um, and specifically, I focus a lot more on the hardware side. So anytime you see a controller or console show up on social, uh, that's usually kind of my squad and my pod that works on some of that stuff and some other fun stuff that we work on. Which very I think good. We'll talk how, about. How later. was your Thanksgiving? It was great. Uh, I don't know about everybody else. This Thanksgiving weekend felt like seven days long. And I don't know if maybe really? it's, maybe it was just my experience. But at one point I turned to my wife and I'm like, which Saturday is it? <laughs> and she's like, I think it's the third Saturday. I don't. Maybe it's just like the it getting so dark so yeah. soon. I felt like we had like 48 hour days. So I was great. I think I took like 10 naps, which was great. My kids all had a great time. We went to my father-in-law's this year. Had like eight dogs there, so it was kind of a little bit of chaos, but sounds like it. It was a lot of fun. He's a great cook, so we had the full rollout. No tofu, but we had the full rollout, the turkey, the cranberry, the sides. Uh, and I'm a big, uh, this is my dad in me, I'm a big mix, mix and mash guy, so mm-hmm. I just let everything touch. Let it all, like, become <laughs> one nice, delicious, yeah, see, so it's my- Sweet and savory separate plates. So, oh. like, I made, like, a cranberry relish, yeah. but that had its own little bowl, because if that touches the turkey gravy, it's all it's going in, the, in trash. the trash. See, I can respect it. My daughter's the same way. She's really big on that. She's like, Dad, nothing can touch. But I'm like, put it all in a sandwich and eat it. I was going to say, what is your leftover strategy? Like, how are you You're going sandwich? Are you doing wraps? I've seen all kinds of wild stuff. Um, so I'm a pretty big Sammy guy. Mm-hmm. So I love, I'll do the Sammy route until I run out of good chunks of turkey. And mm-hmm. then I'll switch to more of like, just put it in a bowl, microwave it, mix yeah. it up, and just eat it. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so you've, you've eaten, you're like almost food coma. Did y'all like pull any games out and start playing? Yeah, I'm seeing some nods. Sure, yeah. So uh, always a good time to play is when you're just at your most relaxed state. So Mm -hmm. I definitely have a wild backlog of titles to go through, so I was able to chip away at that. Uh, So one of the things I got to play was Thirsty Suiters, which launched on Game Pass pretty recently. Um, So this game comes from Outer Loop, uh, a really awesome studio. I think they're just distributed all over the place. Um, Super rad team. Uh, They've previously worked on um, a game called Falcon Age, if folks are familiar. So um, definitely a really cute game. If you look at any part of it, just note that, yes, you can befriend a falcon and also fist bump them, which is mm. amazing. Uh, talon, Talon. Yeah, Talon, talon bump, fist. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so this is sort of their next uh, big title release. Um, so if you've seen any of the assets and you ask, hey, Annette, what kind of game is this? It's, it's, <laughs> it's all of them. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it's a skateboarding game yep. with relationships and then maybe a dating sim, yeah, dating sim cooking sim, skateboarding, uh, like a visual novel in some respects. It's just kind of a little bit of everything. Kind of like the Thanksgiving leftover. It like, really is. It's super relevant. <laughs> exactly. So it's a little bit of everything. So it's like, hey, I'm not sure what I'm in the mood for. Kind of a really great game for that. So, and plus, you know, the the story itself is just really heartwarming. So it's centered around a character named Jala who um, essentially ends a very bad relationship that brought her away from home. So this is sort of her homecoming story and kind of trying to pick up where she left off and where she left off was not a great place. So Mm. a lot of just, you know, bad relationships left and right, kind of having to confront things like her strained relationship with her mother and her parents and her sister. Um, Oh, wow, a true Thanksgiving replica, too. Exactly. (laughs) Well, perfect and timely for anyone who might just have been visiting home for the first time in a while. Might need to work on some of those personal relationships. Exactly. So that's a lot of the the arc of the story is just you're kind of like working toward confronting your past and just kind of, you know, 
just healing all of these different relationships along the way. And part of that is through things like, you know, uh, visiting your different uh, relationships and friends and family across town through skateboarding. Mm -hmm. There are, th you know, moments where you can actually just have a little bit of fun in a skate park and just do tricks and grinds and all kinds of stuff for points and challenges. And then there's also aspects of the game, which is probably the largest component, which is a turn-based battle system, which they've created in a very interesting way. So um, I think a lot of it is is based on quick time events and then also just banter and, and going back and forth with your exes and other opponents or the thirsty suitors that you randomly mm -hmm. sort of uh, confront. And they are thirsty, let me say. <laughs> um, and it's just, it's, it's, I don't know, there's so much humor and it's just really fun. Um, they do things like you can taunt your enemies with just like really snappy remarks and it kind of puts a status effect on them that can help you just sort of defeat them emotional with all these skills. Emotional damage. Yeah, it is literally an attack. It says emotional damage, um, <laughs> which is incredible. Well, and then, uh, And then as you keep going, there are things like summons, like a traditional RPG, but the summons are like your family members and some of your exes. So oh. in one instance, you can summon your mom to come in and she's just in this like giant <laughs> form. That is both terrifying, but also could be really handy in real life. Yes, and it is and smashes your opponent with a shoe. I mean, like, what? It's just quite incredible. So uh, if you've seen any assets for this game, it is just as over the top and incredible as it sounds. Um, I had a wonderful time with it. It's emotional. It's fun. There's just a really beautiful story that wraps really nicely. And so definitely encourage folks to check it out. And it's on Game Pass. And it is on Game Pass. So, uh, you know, go no ahead, excuse. try it. One of those things had to have resonated with just about anyone. Yeah. I'm not a skateboard fan, but I love turn-based RPGs and, you know, my mom. So I love yeah. my mom, yeah. yeah. It's a lot of family, you know, story there too. And, and like I said, there's like, you know, it's imbued in a lot of just uh, culture and, you know, when you're cooking, you're cooking like real recipes and just learning about your family history and things along those lines. And, um, you know, I think just regardless of where you come from, there's definitely something that you can find relatable in, in these characters and in this story. So definitely check it out. Very cool. What about you, Stein? Wow, man. I I've not been playing family therapy, but that sounds great. <laughs> it actually sounds like I could maybe use a little bit of that. A little generational trauma. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just a little slice of it with a side of cranberry. <laughs> um, I've been playing two games mostly. A uh, little bit of Sea of Stars, yes. but I I just dabbled in it. That's been like my go-to, like reset, you know, like a nice warm cup of coffee. That's a, that's a game that a lot of people have been talking about as, I don't a, want to rush as one of their favorite games it. of the year. So this yes. is like more of a like a 16-bit RPG-esque type of situation? Yeah, yeah, it feels very reminiscent of like the old Zelda games I used to play, mm. that kind of top-down. Yeah, yeah. But I played maybe two or three hours of that, but what I really dived into were two other games, which right. is Alan Wake 2 and Diablo 4. Mm. All right, we are very much, I'm, I've been playing Alan Wake 2. Can you tell me approximately where you are in terms of like the... Oh, oh, Jeff. No, no Jeff, spoilers here. I go slow. Okay, that's fine. Cause so am I. Uh, like chapter whatever. Like I think I'm chapter two. Okay, so I'm maybe no, no, three, three. Okay, because I, I got just the said, achievement for two. I saw that in my feed. So we're I'm, in the same I'm place. I'm in three. What? How are you feeling about this game? Okay, I made a mistake though. Go on. <laughs> so I, anyone who's played first down like kind of knows the setting, the vibe. Yeah. It's Pacific Northwest. Very much that. It's this basically. But so I should add this. I went to my father-in-law's who lives. In the woods, almost. He's got like this little like uh, calf, uh, bed and breakfast he turned into a home. He remodeled mm -hmm. it, got this old bed and breakfast, basically. But it's like got those obnoxiously large windows facing dark forest mm -hmm. everywhere, which I don't know why everyone does that here, but it's creepy <laughs> it's as heck. Yeah. Um, and so my kids went to bed, or they're all like, you know, watching TikTok. They're kind of, my wife's gone to bed, my little one's gone to bed. It's probably like 11 p.m. And I booted that thing up. On my father-in-law's TV, and I started to play it, and I kid you not, I maybe made it an hour a night. 
So I got like four, five, six hours yeah. in, but I could only play an hour a night because that game is absolutely terrifying. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a tough guy when it comes to scary games. Anyways, yeah. I can do scary movies, games, because you got to focus, you got to stare, you got to really concentrate, mm-hmm. look for the, the batteries, look for the collectibles, oh, yeah. look for the the clues you need to find, yeah. and. I was like, ooh, it's a little creepy. I don't know about this. When you get this. those flashes, like it's this game does not shy shy away from some jump scares. No, no. This is why I don't play Call of Duty when they do the Halloween stuff and they spook the hell out of you. Yeah. Nope, hard pass. So I'm a bit of a pansy on the scary games. Um, so I again, I'm maybe chapter three, but Pretty- that was tough. So now I'm back home, thankfully. Yeah. And now I'm like. Lights on, blinds open, turn the brightness That's how up. you nerf it, yeah. Uh, to me, like, the ultimate nerf is no headphones. Same thing, mm. and I keep my... It's going to be terrible. But look, I want to play this game. I think it's, like, incredibly well-crafted. It's really good. But like you, like, I get too into it, and, it, like, I have dropped the controller in this game yeah. once. Uh, I, I've also done the thing, like, I fire off a shot. Like, I thought I saw something. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just like, oops, sorry. Desktop. Uh, it's a desktop. Yeah, yeah, it happens. Um... <laughs> Lights on. I've only been playing during daylight hours, which, by the way, in like Washington State right now, that means it's like between the hours window. of like 10 a.m. and 10 a.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, pr- it's just this, just shy of Iceland uh, daylight. Uh, and like you said, no headphones, and I, I keep the volume capped at 15 on my TV. Oh. So I'm like, a lot of the little creaks, I'm like, I know they're there. I'm like, I'm tuning it out, and I'm just going to rely on visual cues. What I've noticed as time goes by, I think I feel like I have become a little bit more desensitized, mm-hmm. and and like I'm enjoying the game more. I think I am, and then that thing goes, yeah. and then I'm just screaming, and my wife's like, "What woman broke into this house and is screeching at the top of her lungs?" I was like, "It's me," yeah. and so it just terrifies me because the problem I was at someone's house, so I had to have headphones. Right, I can't play that thing at like midnight loud, so. Doing better now, making progress, but uh, la- it was just good timing. Last night, uh, so I missed Season of the Malfeasance, Season of Malfeasance and Diablo. It's too much work, mm. too much family stuff. Season of Blood came out, and I was like, all right, I'm going to get my vampire on. Last night, I hit level 100, and Congrats. I beat Uber Lilith all in the oh, same wow. night, which was like, I was like jumping up and down, and my, uh, my teenager, my daughter, she's un- she's, her room's underneath my office, and she texts me at midnight. She's like, Dad... I don't know what you're doing, but stop throwing the party. Because I was up there just <laughs> celebrating. Because this Uber Lilith kicked my butt like a hundred times. Yeah. And so I finally beat her. I, I do <sighs> appreciate that that a game in which you literally go to hell is like your come down game off of Alan Wake. Because it's the more chill experience. Oh, of yeah. The two. Give me yeah. demons. Give me Lilith. Give Very me these hellion belly cleanser. ripping like monsters <laughs> all day long at that. Like that, like top down view. Yeah. But, 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 a, but, a, but a ghostly specter in flannel? Heck no. Yeah, you That's, mean mind hunter with home. ghosts? No, I'm out. No. All right, very good, very good. What have I been playing? You didn't ask. That's fine. I'll ask myself. What have you been playing, Jeff? Yeah, Thank Jeff. you. There we go. Um, well, in addition to Alan Wake, which I've been enjoying, I, after Turkey, I, there's there's a game that I love, or a game series that is sort of like the great equalizer. Mm-hmm. Like some of the people we had over are hardcore gamers. Some people, actually Tina had dropped by, which was great. Uh, Missed you here this week, Tina. Uh, the Jackbox games. And so yes. I found, th- there's a lot. There's actually, I think Jackbox 10 just came out. And yeah, there's a, a series of different games that, that are part of those uh, little mini games. I didn't know which one was going to be the right one. And I saw something that was called like Jackbox Party Starter. And it was uh, discounted and I ended up picking it up and it had three games in it. It had um, one that was like basically like Quiplash, which Mm. is like where people just on their phones just 
type in like something funny and you just match the things together and have funny answers. One where you design t-shirts and then you match like what you, like you draw things. The whole thing works on your phone, by the way. Mm -hmm. So people don't have, once you start the game, you put the controller down, everyone picks up a phone, they go in through a browser. So everyone feels comfortable on their phone and it really just sort of levels that playing field. So you're drawing pictures, they look terrible, but then you're matching. Like there's always funny. one artist in the family though who's like everyone doing shame. these insane photos. The, the, the gulf between what I think I'm going to draw and what actually comes out, like couldn't be, like I've gotten significantly worse since second grade. <laughs> like my stick figures have like, you know, I'm like how many fingers did I put on there? Uh, but at the same time, inevitably you end up with funny stuff. And then there was one that was like a trivia murder mystery situation. So uh. traditional trivia, but then if you get a question wrong, you get killed. And then, but then your ghost can keep playing and your ghost has an ability to impact the game and can still win. So we ended up playing that over and over and over again. That one was really fun. And the good thing about these games is they have like a toggle for, oh, there's kids in the room, family-friendly version. Yeah. Kids go to bed, turn that off, and then you can have more, more you know, whatever, rated, rated R type of content, or at least PG-13. And so those are, I love those games, could not recommend them enough, the Jackbox games. There's so many of them, they're usually affordable, and there's something for everyone to jump into. So that, that was the particular one I jumped into. I love seeing my friends it. list every time there's a fam, like a Christmas or yep. a Thanksgiving. All the games turn to Jackbox, 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 Jackbox. Yes, yes. It's a great equalizer of everyone, any age, just jumping in and playing. Yeah, I was thinking that yeah, maybe we'd do Overcooked, but I was like, I want to be friends with Ooh, these people yeah. later. Exactly. And as much as I love yeah. Overcooked. Uh, That's blood. You don't want to. Yeah, yeah. It gets, a little, it gets a little bit serious. And if we're not close enough, irreparable damage could could take place. Absolutely. All right. So, In-house violence. Uh, that was what you're playing. I'm actually just curious, like, we, we, we talked about the developer acceleration program mm -hmm. that uh, you're the program manager of through ID at Xbox. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, Annette? Yeah, of course. So, um, so you mentioned it's part of ID at Xbox. So I think the audience is probably very well aware of ID at Xbox and some of the work we do. But essentially, um, our teams are focused in supporting developers of all sizes to self-publish their digital games on Xbox. Um, so this year, uh, in fact, we are celebrating 10 years of ID oh, at congrats. Xbox, which is amazing. Literally thousands of games. Uh, thousands of games. So yeah, I think we've welcomed about over 5,000 developers into the program and over 3,000 games have shipped since its inception and obviously some of the most innovative, unique, awesome experiences that we've come to know those in this lives. industry. They've changed yeah. lives. Imagine how many well, lives have changed from all those games launched and passions pursued. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just such an incredible thing and such a very cool thing to be a part of. And in fact, if anyone's interested, there's some really great content on Xbox Wire and Xbox YouTube. I believe Tina worked on a mini documentary around the history of ID at Xbox, which is required viewing if you haven't seen it. Um, so definitely recommend that. Uh, but yeah, so um, you know, I work among a very awesome team of just super rad indie advocates, and we're just huge champions of content and are just constantly working with developers and thinking of ways that we can set them up for success on our platforms, um, especially as we look at the next 10 years of ID and beyond. Like, what, what's the kind of work that we're doing to do that and then also welcome new voices mm -hmm. into the ecosystem? So uh, that's essentially where the Developer Acceleration Program comes in. So, um, so ID has just always been a champion and, and just has this ongoing commitment to uh, just just promote and find and nurture awesome, unique titles for Xbox players around the world. And, you know, that's the type of work we want to continue doing with things like the Developer Acceleration Program, where we're um, empowering devs specifically from underrepresented communities to, with resources and information to 
bring their games to Xbox. So it's just been a really wonderful journey that actually started back in 2019. So we actually had a small V team just working on this as, alongside their, their own day jobs with an ID to just essentially uh, do the work to identify any sort of barriers to just console development and help lower those things with mm -hmm. different uh, initiatives, which I'll talk about in a second, to help support these creators and create pathways to bring them onto Xbox. So some of that um, includes things like offering funding support. Um, so, you know, if a developer has a title that maybe they're working on for Steam or a different platform, um, we can offer them support and resources to port their game to Xbox as well, which is super rad. Um, an initiative that we also started most recently is just around prototypes. So kind of talking to developers even earlier in the production process, production even, um, to just kind of hear about some, some really cool ideas and work with them very closely to help get these ideas off the ground and see, you know, where they land from there. So, um, those are just two different ways we support from a funding perspective and then of course developers that we do sign into the program um, you know we're very in much invested in their success on the platform and a big part of that as we've learned from these different teams is just education for a lot of these teams it's their first time maybe developing a game altogether it's their first time developing for console so you know there's just a little more guidance that they're looking for as maybe they don't have the networks that some of the more mm -hmm. established devs have to ask these kinds of questions and we want to help them along the way so I feel like the technology has changed so much too yeah. it's way more accessible yeah for anyone to pick it up and like a one-person army and I grant I'm sure 10 years ago one person could have done it as well sure. um, there's games like that with those success stories but the technology's probably changed so much mm -hmm. it's cool to see that we now have programs to match that yeah so that way someone is eager enough to jump straight in can also kind of learn maybe the biz side maybe like the prototyping exactly. side maybe like how to actually make the game or port it over which is really cool. yeah and that's exactly the kind of content that we we look to support with these like webinars that we do for instance so that includes like topics like hey how do i get my game through sir any best practices on that best practices on marketing we also have like different subject matter experts across xbox come in and talk about things like accessibility and best practices to make their games more accessible to more people um so we've had leads from like for our first party studios come and do that work that they've you know share the Work they've done on our own, you know, projects, which has been really, really insightful for teams and super beneficial. So um, it's just been absolutely wonderful to do this. I mean, I think just this year, you know, as we're kind of approaching the end of the year, thinking what's next, um, it's just been a really great time for reflection on how things have been going, where we can go from here. Um, you know, we announced the program officially publicly at the Game Developers Conference earlier in March, and we're ultimately just super pumped to to see kind of where we go from here. So um, we've had over 100 partners in the program. We've had over 40 games shipped. Uh, a couple are nominated for Game Awards That's even. Amazing. So we have a, a space for the Unbound, just super rad game that covers uh, topics like mental health space in Indonesia very cool super cool check it out uh, Venba by Visai Games that was which a is great a great game big, another cooking game yeah, yeah which is also rooted in culture and just telling a beautiful story so we have something called an emerging creators collection on the store so you can check some of the games in the program out um and yeah. And that's what it, it's all about. Yeah. Is it you know, some of this might have seemed like a little inside baseball for people that are like, I just play games. Yeah. But this at the end of the day means more games for you to play exactly. and experience. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like a, a big part of this, um, you know, I even there's just a giant sign even as you walk in here that says we want to bring the joy of gaming and community to everyone on the planet. And part of doing that is delivering content that's reflective of all of the different lived experiences and, you know, life that happens around the world. And this program helps enable us delivering more content like that to help expand to more players. So I really hope you check those out uh, if you're interested in more titles for your backlog. Um, yes. There you go. <laughs>
<laughs> it's, a, it's a good time, I think. With all the, the huge like AAA games that have come out this year, I'm definitely focusing like here in December, mm-hmm. once I finish Alan Wake, there's a lot of smaller games. We'll talk about some of them, I think, a little bit later on that I want to play. And, and actually, and Thirsty Suitors as well, yes. which is uh, downloaded. They've sold me on Thirsty Suitors. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> it's so much fun. Went to therapy. Check. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, Stein, I, I know you as the meme master. I know you as, uh, <laughs> I have a question about like, Xbox Social, I, I generally come to you, although it is a huge team of really cool people that work on lots of stuff, not just Twitter, but TikTok and Instagram and like, you know, everywhere else. Um, what are you up to, man? Yeah, so we're not quite changing lives, which I appreciate and yes, really, really exciting to see the ID at Xbox uh, team grow and work on some of those programs. But we get to hype our fans up. We get to talk to our community, both, I mean, press, content creators. Um, my favorite thing about the Xbox Social team is we create culture is how we feel and how we kind of approach it. And so we get to do that through many, many, many projects. I, you know, as you said, work on a big team, um, which I'm thankful for. I, you know, I think a lot of social media managers can empathize. Sometimes they are the writer, the asset creator, the scheduler, the approver, and they're chasing all that stuff. Um, thankfully, you know, we have a good team of, that we're rounded out about. Um, but we've got to do a lot of fun things. So recently we had this big Power Your Dreams campaign that launched. We had this really cool trailer where this lady's like walking and she's like breaking like the fourth wall between all these worlds of like cyberpunk and Starfield. Um, uh, part of that though is we also ideate like, how do we extend that to other platforms? Because it's just a, you know, it's a, it's a cool trailer. It's mm-hmm. going to go everywhere. You're going to, I think you see it when you like go to the Marvels movie, which is really cool. Um, so it like rolls before some of that stuff. But we think about other platforms. TikTok was one of those ones where we have a ton of new fans, especially younger fans. How do we engage them? How do we talk to them? And so we partner with TikTok to do this on in five program, which is really cool, which is basically we've all seen it. We've all when we're playing video games, you know, you mess your friend messages that I'll be on in five. And you're either the person waiting or you're the person who's five is really like it could be 50 minutes. It could be five minutes. Some people are quick. Um, I'm probably more of like a 15 minuter when I say on in five. So my buddy Ethan, uh, which, you know, will be like, all right, come on. Are you, are you getting on? Are we playing tonight? Yeah. I played two rounds without you, man. Um, you know, you just got to get your snacks ready. Got to get your drinks ready. Use the restroom. Make sure everyone's tucked in. Um, but we did on in five challenge, which is basically where we just challenge TikTok what happens in that on in five magic moment? And we did this, uh, what was really cool is we did this internationally. So we did this across five different regions, uh, all spread out. And we got, it was cool to see the cultural differences of like what people in Mexico would do and like what their on in five is. Germany had a whole nother like aspect in view of like, it was like a little bit more of like be ready in five versus over here it was like, or I'll be back in five. Mm-hmm. And over in Mexico, it was more like, okay, hold on, let me get this thing done, and then mm-hmm. I'll be on in five. So it was really cool. Um, the great thing, what I loved about it, is we activated so many different cultures and communities. So not only regional, but like we had beauty TikTokers in there creating content. We had design artists who were like drawing cartoons and animating through the different things. We had sketch comedy, like, content creators doing like these little comedy skits. We had grandmas, moms, aunts, uncles, grandpas. So we also had like this multi-generational view. My favorite were these two ladies, probably grandmother age. They look like grandmas um, and they were twins and they did a little uh, cute on in five Mm. together. And so just like never would have thought of that, never would have reached them, I don't think organically, but through this program we were able to do that. So big shout out to TikTok. They were a great partner with it. Um, But that's an example of like, how we can bring things to life outside of just like this cool marketing trailer and these bus wraps we're going to do, which are epic, Mm -hmm. expensive, and cool. 
but how do we kind of bring those to life a little bit more organically? Um, you saw some of that. I think we were, we shared where I was in the pod right behind you, but we did the Vegas Sphere. Yeah, yeah. Which is another time. moment of like, our big marketing team is going to go do something. How do we show up on social is a really big question to a lot of things we do, both in games marketing, uh, in console marketing, controller marketing, kind of uh, campaign marketing. So the Sphere was one of the biggest things. And I that was a fun meeting pitch to see on us because it was very much like, a, did we get it? Did we get it? Did we book it? Okay, we booked it. Okay, when's it happening? We were in we were in the wheel and and it was like, it's supposed to go now, right? And then it did and it was great. It did, but, yeah. But, but we were halfway up. Yeah. So it was it was, <laughs> there was, it was a good five minutes of like, is this gonna work? <laughs> is it the biggest half dome or biggest domed, I guess, screen in the world? I don't know how which is surreal. And I will say, like, the pictures make it look like it's photoshopped into the city. Yeah. So does IRL, like just being there in person it does is a, not look it real. It is a crazy, you see it flying into Vegas and like you can't miss it. And it's wild. I, I, I know with the F1 weekend yep. a couple weeks ago, like it got so many looks, but it is, it's such a, it just, it feels like the future that is yeah. there. I, I still feel like when I was landing, someone like yeah. drew it on there and yeah. was like messing with my vision, but it's pretty cool to see. I'm excited to see what other screens and what other things like people create. As a marketer, I mean, yep. you just look at those things and you're like, oh, this is really cool. How can we kind of do some fun stuff with that? Mm -hmm. I'll put you on the hot seat because you got to look through hundreds of, of, you know, probably maybe thousands of submission for On In 5. Is there anyone where you're like, you discovered a TikToker and you're like, I love what they're doing here that, you know, folks should check out? Ooh. I did a, say the hot seat. Yeah, that is great. The cheese seat. Um, hot cheese seat. I don't know her handle. Okay. I'll have to look it up. But there was one content creator I thought was really great. Um, she was a cozy content creator. Ah, and I've yes. seen I've seen enough cozy, of cozy ones. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of them. But she had this really cool flair on it where she almost like made a mini action movie, but it was the coziest thing I'd ever seen. So <laughs> it was like this Bruce Willis, epic, diehard, like five minute action film, but she was completely a cozy, wrapped in a blanket kind of content creator. <laughs> so it was the most casual action movie I'd ever seen. Um, I'll have to send you the clip. It was really yeah. cool. Um, and I, her name's slipping me right now, but I'll have to send it to you. But oh, if we can put it up there, we will. That we will was one of the that. most unexpected yeah. like TikToks ever. But again, like the grandmas, the twins, like yeah. that was really cool. It was just shout out to Tactical Grandma. Is also yeah. a great uh, yeah, grandma yeah. Uh, yeah, TikToker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tactical Grandma. Um, that's probably my favorite part is of the job. You know, we do these fun things like on and five, power your dreams, mm -hmm. turn on the sphere, make it look great all over social media. But uh, we get to listen to community. We get to see what they want, what they what they kind of talk about. It's also great to know, like, uh, you know, sometimes you ping me. Hey, are 100 people talking about this or 100,000 people talking about this? I can't tell because the algorithms are very tailored to make you fit in your little social bubble. And if you click on one thing and then you've clicked on another tweet to be, you know, as someone mm -hmm. who's, like, looking at what content creators do, what are press doing, the algorithm will put you in that bubble. And then suddenly you see 100,000 of those you feel like. So... It's kind of nice to be a bit of a barometer check. You know, how how good is this? Mm -hmm. How is this thing resonating? What are people really saying? Uh, oh, it's 10 people posting a thousand times. Oh, it's a thousand people posting 10 times. So it's kind of nice to be able to measure and weigh that and see like where things resonating. And then the fun part is when the feedback goes all the way through the loop and then something changes or a piece of feedback gets implemented. So we've seen little instances of that. Um, kind of happen across our ecosystem. Really appreciate fun. the attention to data that the team has as some yeah. folks don't realize how much work that there's in Yeah, there. I think it's more of an art than a science because there's a science to it, right? Yeah. Like, is it 100 people or mm -hmm. is it 100,000 people? But there's also an art to it because, you know, it's all tools-based and people-based and someone might, it might, you might look at something, 
uh, Wolfenstein's a great example, mm -hmm. right? Um, you'll do a social little listening dashboard. You'll go into these tools. I'm getting a little bit down in the in the deep there, but you'll listen to it and you'll be like, oh, the sentiment's like 90% negative. What the hell? Well, you click into it and it's because the words they're using are very excited, mature words. And the system and tool might be like, oh, no, we're like 98% positive. People are loving this Wolfenstein thing. People are like, Doom's another great yeah. one. A lot of langu colorful language, an expression of screenshots and clips and as everyone talks. And so sometimes you got to be able to art that and mm -hmm. science it. So that way, you know, like, okay, how are people really feeling about it? But at the end of the day, people want games. And I am... Uh, they do. Uh, they do. So let's, fun, let's talk a games. little bit about what's out, what people can play this week. And in fact, I actually just got uh, a mail with uh, the, oh. the, the update Ooh. for uh, Game Pass for December. There's actually some really great stuff here. I'll so why don't, we, uh, why don't we just talk about what people are going to be able to play this week. Available day one with Game Pass, Steam World Build. If the name Steam World is familiar, because there's been a number of Steam World games that have uh, hit Xbox over the past few years, Steam World Build, though, is a day one Game Pass game. This one seems really very much up my alley. Great review I was reading on IGN this morning. Um, it's a, a, a city builder, but there's uh, also some RTS elements that are happening underground. So uh, I heard sort of on like the more simplified, like like easy to dip in and out to, and you can play through an entire map, seven to eight hours. So there are games that are city builders where you can play forever and ever and ever. Um, I think City Skylines, City Skylines 2 but it's uh, Western, are some right? of those games. But this is more of a Western, oh, more animated. Uh, you're, you're, you're playing with robots who apparently, I was told, uh, they sound like if Swedish people were in the Old West, uh, but it works. And I actually... Old West probably did it. I live in a, a Swedish neighborhood, and I live as far west as you can go. There so, you, go. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> maybe not as uh, out of place as you would think. Granted, minimal amount of robots in my neighborhood, but we'll, we'll give it time. <laughs> uh, another game that is out day one with Game Pass, Rollerdrome. This yeah. was a game you know quite a bit about. Yes, you? I've been super excited so uh, about Rollerdrome and very happy to see it coming to Game Pass. So uh, in this title, I guess corporations have taken over and the public is being kept busy and distracted with a shiny new blood sports. Uh, so oh. it's quite intense. Uh, don't let the very cool uh, It's got a sort great of, art style. Yeah, exactly. Art style, stylish fool you. There's a lot going on in this title. So um, I did, uh, I have played a little bit in the past and essentially, I mean, you're, you're basically skating in an arena trying to battle your opponents while you're shooting guns. You're skating, you're shooting, you're collecting objects, you're doing really sick tricks and Sounds moves. Sounds like an 80s Schwarzenegger film. Uh, it's, I think, Based or at least close to being based on like a '70s film oh, called nice. Rollerball, which has a very sounds, similar. I think I might have seen that as like a really small kid, yeah. and it yeah. seemed uh, intense. I was it's not ready intense. for the future at age six. Yes. Yeah, so yes. this is also if you're not ready for the future, I don't know. You might want to tread carefully I, on I, a 2030. I, I, don't know if I'll make it to lunch. So. Uh, but yes, that is great. very cool. Um, you know, it just kind of takes a little bit to get to get the hang of it. Once you do, you just kind of hit a very nice flow state and you're just wrecking fools as you're going through the arena and trying to unlock mm -hmm. new stuff. Um, so there's a campaign that you can play through and then there's also a ton of challenges. So like similar to Tony Hawk, you can kind of go back, revisit some of the arenas, try to improve your scores, nice, make sure you tricks, go through collectibles, yeah, yeah, nice. do tricks and stuff like that. All right, so that is Roller Drum yeah. available now on Game Pass. Also, so this is a game that was available on PC Game Pass previously, but 
it now. Dune Spice Wars is also available uh, for console and cloud players. This is a game. It's uh, what we call like a 4X real-time strategy game. Those are games where you're basically researching, you're you're generating resources, you're building, and you're advancing. So uh, the most famous 4X game, I think, of all time is probably Civilization. That was a turn-based one, but so think... 4X, but uh, real-time, there's actually tons and tons of 4X games out there these days. Quite a few in uh, in PC Game Pass, um, but it's always nice when some of these also hit console, and Dune Spice World Wars has also done that. Also wanted to call out one other game. Before we get into the next Game Pass games, but another game that is out this week, which definitely caught my eye, uh, there's actually quite a few games hitting this week, Mota Solo, No Girlfriend Since Birth. So this is a full motion video game. There's actually been quite a few mm-hmm. uh, full motion video games. It's sort of had a bit of a renaissance in the last couple of years. In fact, a couple, one of the Game of the Year nominees last year, I want to say, or Best Narrative, Best Performance, mm-hmm. was, a, uh, was a full motion video game yes. that my mind is, it's, my memories escaped me. Also, was in Game House at one point. But anyway, so this is about uh, a game where a man, uh, who in his 30 years, he's never been in a relationship. And it basically, it, it puts you in a K-drama of some sort. So oh. I don't know mm-hmm. if y'all have watched any K-dramas. Okay. Yeah, my mother-in-law loves K-dramas. Every yes. time she visits, our algorithm just completely flips into just, yes. just like everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there are a yeah. lot of Korean dramas on Netflix. I've seen quite a few of them. Uh, and uh, I think this might be one that my wife might be into playing alongside with me or they look like alongside her. Quite an interesting. I've never watched one, but I've seen the clips on social, like yeah. roll by or the reaction. There's clips. all different kinds. There's yeah. ones that involve zombies, and there's ones that are like sweet rom com situations, yeah. and like kind of everything in between. Because um, the ones I see most, it's like a sports drama. They're like a tough and rough oh, basketball team, <laughs> yeah. but they've got like interpersonal drama relationships. So. If I can recommend one, it would be Vagabond, which was like oh, a sort okay. of an international thriller in, in a way. Uh, they're all 16 episodes for some reason. I don't, I, like, there's like sort of like certain like, um, I don't know if tropes is the right word, but sort of like, like themes or patterns you see and stuff. And it feels like in episode 15, the main character dies every time, but then um. they're not really dead. Usually. <laughs> Usually. They have a hitman after credit scene. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, essentially, the final episode is the, the after credit scene, I think, in a lot of these. Well, anyway, that's called Mota Solo, No Girlfriend Since Birth. Sounds interesting. It's mm-hmm. one I'm hoping to get uh, uh, to take a chance out. at. So here, I'm going to read off my laptop here because uh, coming soon to Game Pass, this is uh, something that you could be able to check out on Xbox Wire like now. It should be going up like right now. Uh, Far Cry 6, Remnant 2. Uh, and more are coming to Game Pass. So available now. It's sort of a uh, a co-op, that, like Souls-like shooter. I guess is that is that the best way to describe yeah. this game? Yes. I'd say Souls-like shooter. A lot of dodging. A lot of rolling. Um, played best with friends. I think it's it's quite a good squad fun game. Yeah, this is a game you're going to. I would say the same thing about a lot of Souls-like games yeah, where, yeah. where you can where you can bring someone. I in just need to someone help. to pick me up. Yes, exactly. Uh, also, uh, so this will be coming soon. So uh, I believe tomorrow, Spirit of the North. This is a cool game inspired by uh, uh, stories in Iceland, where you are a um, a guardian of the Northern Lights, solving environmental puzzles. This one looks cute. I believe yeah. it is. There's like a fox and a. Do you recall there being some cute animals? Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, so that's coming to Game Pass. Obviously, we talked about Steam World Build, Rise of the Tomb Raider. So out of like the modern. Tomb Raider games, Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. This one was probably my personal favorite. Uh, so that's coming December 5th to Cloud Console and PC. Uh, it's a game called when, While the Iron's Hot. 
The story's hot. We just got it in, so we're figuring it out. Goat Simulator 3. This was uh, my kid's favorite. She loves the Goat Simulator game. So December 7th. It's a big hit with my kids, too, yes. as well. Uh, yeah. Even my five-year-old loves to just run around as a goat, just absolutely just nail and people. And that's what it It's just mayhem, yeah. right? It's, it's a, a sandbox it, game yeah. where you're a goat, and you can just do all kinds of weird stuff and get challenges and just have fun. Mm-hmm. So uh, obviously fun enough and popular enough that there is a third version of that. Uh, Far Cry 6 uh, coming December 14th, the cloud console and PC. Uh, let's see, Against the Storm coming to PC. Tin Hearts coming to cloud console and PC. So quite a lot of stuff. Um, go ahead and please, oh, actually uh, some games coming to Game Pass Core. So that is uh, the sort of the entry-level version of Game Pass where it does not have the library uh, that is constantly changing and you don't get the day one uh, games quite as often, but uh, some new games coming into the Game Pass core library, Chivalry 2, and Totally Reliable Delivery Service. That was another one that was really popular. I'd highly uh, recommend Chivalry 2. That is a great game with some friends. Just get with some friends on like a Friday night. That's a good wind-down game. The physics are ridiculous. It looks it looks very Age of Empiresy. Like, what am I getting into? But it's it's hilarious because literally you just flail. You just get some two handed sword or axe and you flail. But you basically live out your uh, your Braveheart fantasies, <laughs> where literally you literally charge and you, you mash X to scream and you're like Aah! and you're wailing and you literally charge a castle and it's like first step put the ramparts on. Second step take out the uh, take out the uh, the like the, the trebuchets. Second part is like be- breach the gate, and the third part defeat the king. Fourth is freedom. But yeah. you literally just, just smash. Fifth, learn what trebuchet yeah. is. Yeah, we played with a new. <laughs> we, we've got a game for you. For that. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this is a good rotation with me and my buddies. Actually, we right. keep this one in there just because it's literally just a. It's hilarious, and we love bringing in new people because they're like, "Oh man, I'm just dying and dying." And I was like, "No." That's the point of the game. Um, and I would just sh- say there's some funny moments there where, like, literally you'll get your arm loft off and your head, your or oh. your, your health is, like, declining. <laughs> Be- <laughs> One might say. Because yes. you're going you're gonna to just bleed out and die. But before you do that, you can swing around <laughs> and you have a few minutes. And it's so satisfying to, like, take out the guy you were, like, 1v1-ing here a little bit. And then, like, 30 guys just smash into you and keep rolling on. There's a lot of really great, hilarious moments in that. So Chivalry 2 seems like it's really uh, fun. Uh, we have a fan. Uh, one last bit of news we want to touch on is uh, an update to the Xbox app. There's a uh, major update which basically introduces compact mode to make navigation easier on uh, like handheld PCs like the uh, Asus ROG Ally or the Asus Roger Ally, as uh, someone I know uh, <laughs> <Roger> <laughs> calls it, uh, uh, and the Lenovo Legion Go. Uh, yeah, it's Lucy James calls it the Roger Ally. Roger is sort of a shorthand for that. Uh, about the Lenovo Legion Go, actually, this is a brand new handheld, and I happen to have Speaking it of. here, which I would love to show it off to you. Careful. All right. Note. Thank you. Sir. Thank you. So uh, I'm a big fan. I've been using my Asus. Uh, Roger Ally uh, <laughs> for the last six months. I picked it up in June when it first came out and this Lenovo Legion Go, I will say in a number of ways, presses this sort of handheld uh, p- gaming PC mm-hmm. forward. So I will take it out here. First of all, it comes this. with a case, which, oh, is really, cool. which is really nice. Um, and so I'll go ahead and I'll turn it on here. As you can see, it's a pretty- It's a large screen. It is oh. a large screen, it's 8.8 inches. 
And um, a little bit of R RGB on the sticks there. Yeah. Yes, you've got a little bit of that RGB. So here it is. I just loaded it up. It wakes up right away from uh, sort of sleep mode. These sticks actually come off, which I'll show you in a second. But um, you can basically, uh, a lot of the games we talked about, I went and I downloaded here, Sea of Stars. I'll just, I'm gonna bring up Cocoon because I know I've got that <gasps> one. Cocoon is so good. Loading up real fast. And, um, some games really just sing on handheld. And, like, yes, yeah, and this, this is, is one of those games which I think them. is just perfect. Like, look at the size of that screen. Like, we're, look how, we're zoomed out while well, we're zooming in here. And it yeah. is, like, beautiful and smooth. And I think for games like this is where it really excels. Um, this screen is uh, super bright. It's got a uh, high resolution. I want to say it. it's, like... Uh, well, I'll bring it up here in a second. But the fact I think that we can like, zoom in and it still it's looks well yeah. above, It's well yeah. above 1080. Yeah, also, so considering all the lights shining on it in this room, out. I can still see it very clearly from this yeah. angle. So, and and wow. so out of all the handhelds, like the Steam Deck, uh, the Asus right. ROG Ally, uh, there's a bunch of, a couple of Ion Neos, which I, I personally have never gotten to handle. Um, but this, it's got, this screen, 8.8 .8 inches, 144 hertz refresh wow. rate. Wow. Obviously, you, are, you have to sort of Ooh, balance nice out resolution rumble. and... Um, and frame rate, you know, depending on the game, but a game like, uh, like Cocoon is running at 60 FPS and looks really good. I also have mm -hmm. Thirsty Suitors and, uh, I, the game I've, I've probably played the most on here is Persona 5 Tactica, oh, which is like right out of the that, box, yeah. ran, uh, exceptionally well. So actually, so the resolution on that is 2560 by 1600. Oh, wow. wow. It's also a touchscreen, um. And, but where this really excels, and I will ask for it back here in a second, if you flip it around on the back. No, we're keeping it now. Well, it, that's fine. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that good folks, oh, see there's a kickstand. Oh. And, and it works exceptionally well in, oh, in tabletop mode. Well, so there's actually more than that. You can oh. take the controllers off. Go ahead and snap them up. There's a Stop. button on the bottom, and you can just sort of, it doesn't slide out like a, like a switch. You can just sort of like hmm. detach. So if you hit maybe, the maybe bottom button, do one at a time here. Yeah, yeah. Is it this button? Oh, I see. Yeah, and then you can just sort of. I'm so afraid to break it. Don't worry about it. There oh. we go. Okay, so what you can do, and, and this is where I think it excels in, in compared to some of the other handhelds, is you put that kickstand out, and you can you can rest it on a table, and you can play with table. it where you're holding hands, uh, holding the controller Bam. in your hand. Now, hand me that right stick. This right stick slots into this little sort of plastic dock. And it turns into a mouse. And you can Stop. actually move it around like this. And I downloaded, I was playing Doom, like original Doom on this, <laughs> and it was like perfect. So you, you, you flip it around, you hold it like this. There's, uh, there's buttons that are on the side that are sort of right and left click. There's a scroll wheel on here. So I thought that was the most like sort of innovative feature here. Damn, that's cool. Um, that's very cool. Obviously you yeah. need to play for a game. Uh, it's, it's best for, I would say, we talked about like a RTS, a 4X game. You can go ahead and you can click around in a 4X game with this and then hold the left stick and hit other options and other functions there. Work great for a shooter. So I thought that was one of the most interesting uh, elements you can do. And then there's even a spot. It's like magnetic. It actually fits in here, like magnetized. That's so cool. They thought of everything. So really this is the thoughtful. Lenovo yeah. Legion Go. It's out now. I'm yeah, waiting for you to transform it again and be like, yes, yes, yes. yes. And, it's and it's like, and now it's a car. Yeah. And then that just <laughs> like snaps right back on there. You know, one of the things we've been doing for the past couple of weeks, and we're still feeling our way through it, is bringing back Free Code Friday. We just love to give out codes. And uh, we've free been games. asking the... Free mm -hmm. games, right? And so we give out... Uh, we give the question here, and then what we'll do is uh, on at noon Pacific on Friday is 
tune on over to the Xbox Wire Twitter account. That is twitter.com slash Xbox Wire. Yes, I know you're going to call it X. I'm here with the social guy. And we will uh, say, if you got the answer to this question, go ahead and plop it in here. We'll keep that open for about two hours or so. And then we uh, randomly draw winners. The question, of course, is asked here on Thursday. So uh, with that, we were talking a little bit. We had to, this was a very much, we're in a cozy, mm-hmm. cozy sort of vibe and, you know, comfort food. We're coming off a big comfort food week. There are things called comfort food games. What is the game that you go back to whenever you just, you, you're in a place where you just need to center yourself? For me, just to get you kicked yeah. off, it's, it's Tetris. And right now, Tetris Effect Connected. I've been playing Tetris since I was like eight years old, maybe, maybe younger. I think it's the greatest pure game of all time. By the way, watch the Tetris movie on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. That was like super good. And a really good Espa song, actually, that came out of that. So yeah. the, just to bring it all around to the, the K-dramas. But um, yeah, Tetris Effect Connected is a game I can just sit down at any time and I, and I feel like at home and I feel good. And that, do you have like one of those sort of comfort I food do. games? That is also a very excellent game. I quite love that. Um, mine will have to be Vampire Survivors. Ah, so yes. it's just something that I can reliably go back to, just zone out, you know, just go through each of the different levels and ultimately get smashed by the end of it. But, you know, just no hard feelings. Just keep keep going, keep trying, keep leveling up. Excellent choice, Mr. Stone. Great choice. Uh, it's not quite calming, but it, it feels like home. It's Halo. I just love going, but just loading up, Slayer, you know, big team battle, CTF, just playing a few rounds. Uh, you know, nothing, you know, I'm not going to go 40 rounds deep, go into anything crazy, but it's just kind of nice to boot it up. Again, it feels like home, get a few matches in, get a few kills, be like, yeah, I still got it. I'm not, I'm not that bad. And then get my, my butt handed to me a few <laughs> times and be like, all right, home's enough. <laughs> and then go back to something else. All right. So that is your question of the week. What is your comfort food game? What's that game that you always find yourself going back to? can be on Xbox, doesn't have to be, it can be on anything. Again, head over to Xbox Wire's Twitter account, twitter.com slash Xbox Wire, noon Pacific on Friday, that is 3 p.m. Eastern, it is 8 p.m. GMT. You can look up the rest if you live in some other time zone. Uh, and just answer the question, you'll see a tweet, reply to that, you have to be following, and we will randomly draw winners and you'll find out by the end of the, end of the day, our time, uh, if you have won the games. What are the, gonna be the games? I don't know yet because we're pre-taping this, but you'll see it in the tweet. It's a surprise. Yes. So something that was like very comforting to me over the week, I wanted to take some time away from a screen a little bit. And this is something I showed off like in the second episode, I want to say, when we came back was this Megablox Xbox 360 These kit. These were hot on social. Oh my gosh. Okay. Everyone and was they very quickly the sold shelves. out, yeah. but I got good news. They are back in stock, and I wanted to show you what it looks like because I actually finished this over the break. So that, that first day uh, when we showed it, I went home, and I tried it out, and I built this lovely scale oh, model controller. It's so cute. It is adorable. But the thing that I love about these is they, there's these um, sort of light-up elements oh. everywhere. So oh. if you can see it, when you, when you press the button, it actually does light up and there's a lot of those elements and but there's a lot of clever touches because the light actually is in if you remember there was the little battery pack in the back of the 360 controller this comes off and this is where the light element is is located so i thought that was just so clever all right so i went i built the controller and the controller had been sitting there on like you know in our living room for some time my wife was like are you going to finish building this so yes i did. did over the break i finished building 
this oh. 360 and it was it's over a thousand pieces and you would be like wow, wow. it's got like, the ports and everything That's it's incredible. got everything uh again light up elements there there's the uh the power button and you would think how long does it take to build a box but you actually build all the interior so i'm actually going to carefully take this apart so you can just see some of it so nothing is uh, hollow here it looks like no no you're you're literally like building the motherboard out and so this comes off wow and then, oh, now I've cool. never taken apart my 360, and I'm not about to, but it there's all kind. You actually you start from the motherboard, and there's all kinds of light up elements, which probably are not in like your your real 360, but like a little Xbox. See, as a here. kid, when I had a 360, this is what I envisioned the inside yeah. look like. Did you imagine that there's a little Cortana inside? Because there's also a and I might have moved it, but there we go. A light up Cortana oh. inside. Oh my gosh. Look, look how... I so would have was... absolutely believed that if you told me that. Yeah, there's like a heat sink here. Anyway, little fans. This was so much fun to put together. I put it together while we were watching uh, that sort of Squid Game game show that's on yeah. right now, which is like oddly, and I just had this and that on in the background. And uh, so I highly recommend this. If you, uh, so this is the Mega Blocks 360. If you've put together like a complicated Lego build or something before, you're gonna be right at home here. So this took a few hours, but it was just like incredibly relaxing. Oh, yeah. To be able to do something like this and so uh it was sold out but it is available again at target.com here in the states um and if you just look up mega blocks xbox 360 even the, the hard drive remember the removable 20 gig hard drive? oh yeah That's well i sort pulled of. a little too hard <laughs> but uh it does it does come off it, it does slip well, off even the detail like so the strong. hdd uh hard drive always had that glossy texture yep. to it and yeah, they yeah. have that glossy texture there's to it. there's so many little touches here and as complicated as it was to put this together, it's like literally like hundreds of steps. It made me wonder like, wow, how hard would it have been to like put together the real 360? You need to get like, one of the hardware guys on just walk you oh through it. Oh my God, yes. Here we go. There we go. That comes right there up. There we go. Yeah. That's have so Jason fun. Ronald Jason Ronald. Exactly. Yeah. He has to have it's one of these. Diagram. If not, It comes with a little game it. case. Is that what I'm seeing too? Oh, yes. So it comes with, and you, you put it together a little uh, oh. Halo 3 oh, uh, kit and this opens up and there's even like a little... There's a little disc. Yes. Look at that. Oh, it's so, so cute. Adorable. And then, oh, actually, there was like the capper. I don't know if I brought I did bring it at the end. You put together a little a little achievement. Unlocked. Aww. A little achievement unlocked, build an Xbox. So, Seven, a 75 gamer score. Yeah. 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 So, Thank, I'm I've worked, I've worked they, a lot harder for less. Yeah. So. yeah. I'm glad they didn't do a one or a two. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you, know, you want to keep these round numbers. <laughs> All right, that's so great. yeah, that's that's what I had fun with. So uh, I'll hand this over to you. You gotta hit some of these buttons, but that is all we've careful. got here for this week's episode of the official Xbox podcast. I want to thank you so much for joining us. If you're watching us on YouTube.com/Xbox, we are also in audio form on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Spotify, we actually also have video. Just search for the official Xbox podcast. If you happen to be listening to us, then you can find us on YouTube.com slash xbox annette gonzalez porter josh stein so glad for you to join us here on the cheese couch this week we hope to see you back again thank you we hope to see you again when we're back next week